Hi folks, Joel here. Just want to let you know that our fearless leader, Getty, did have some audio drops through this week's episode. That should be minimal, but you will notice a couple brief moments for about five seconds or so where there's a bit of a gap. Uh, a little tough to cut that stuff out, so we're going to leave it in just for a warning. Okay, enjoy the show. This episode of Super GG Radio is brought to you by our Patreon. Patrons of the show can get our Dogs of Super GG Radio newsletter, Super GG Radio stickers, a slap on your closest PC or bag, input on what we cover, game nights with the hosts, and even a chance to win a copy of an indie we talked about. Not only that, but 90% of all patron contributions go to the Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals. Visit patreon.com slash radio to learn more. What's good, Internet, and welcome to Session 159 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. I am your host and ring wraith of the podcast, Eric Getty Gettinger. With me, as always, possible ent of the podcast, Alex Arona. I don't know what an ent is, but I'm kind of offended. Maybe. You know, I said I would rather have a Lord of the Rings opening, not giving you the okay to do it. I hear... And I see that you are talking, and I just don't care. You see how I did that? Water in my glasses. Yeah. From the tears, right? From the tears. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Let's also welcome Hobbit and second breakfast expert, Joel DeWitt. The only thing better than an 11. (laughs) And Ents are tree people, (laughs) and uh, they are... Arguably the coolest characters in the whole series. Treebeard was an ent. Because they just live and let other people do their wars and don't give a fuck. So But I want second yeah. I want second breakfast. Well, you know what? The only thing better is elevensies. Eat up bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, Joel. Just just wow. I I can't believe that you read that. But also, you know, 11Zs is a real thing. It is a, a break at 11 o'clock to enjoy tea and snacks. Oh, man, I love tea. Well, no, I love snacks. I don't so like we could just put Cs in front of any time and then make, like, a break time then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why not? Although... So, like, we didn't have 10Zs in about an hour. Ooh, I love 10Zs. Milk and cookies. Uh-huh. I, I think that's just considered fourth meal, but, you know... Live mas, Joel. Live mas. Don't don't consider myself an expert at anything Taco Bell related. That's that's what uh, that's Mr. Rona job. is here for. I'm more of a Taco John's kind of guy, personally. But. Taco John's. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> I don't know what's going this on. This week, <laughs> we suit up in early adopters, take a walk with the news, and then follow Fallow into the backlog blog. There you go. Yeah, you did it terrible terrible alliteration but hey what are you gonna do all right so early adopters where we play alphas betas and games you know what where i just walk in and start blasting because that was the theme of the early adopters this week either one that we picked to go first i just walked in and started blasting let's uh (laughs) let's take shotgun king for a spin there we go shotgun king Imagine, if you will, 
chess. Yep. But on the chessboard, your uh-huh. king has a shotgun. Hell yeah. And he's just going around and blasting the hell out of everything. You move, you blast. You get close enough to something, you blast it. Shotgun now, shells everywhere. This definitely follows the chess movement because the pieces are coming after you. Yes, they are. So the chessboard is set up. You, the king, the black king, are solitary. You have nobody with you. The white pieces, they have a king and then some assortment of other pieces, usually pawns. And then as the game progresses, you... Well, I'll get to that in a second. But as you go move for move, you as a king can only move one space. Pawns are limited to their movement. Knights, bishops, rooks, everything. So it's still your job to progress across the board and use your shotgun to eliminate the other pieces from the other team. You guys. And it's a ro- and it's a roguelike. It it is. Yes. And what makes it a roguelite? You uh you go through a path of multiple battles and if you die you start over. And there isn't any progression. But I could also there, tell this is a Getty favorite cuz it's got the Getty special cards. There is progression in your playthrough, but not overall. So yeah. as you progress through your playthrough, if you finish a board, you draw a card from the deck. It's actually two cards. Mm-hmm. Well, one, one of them goes is to a the, buff. One goes to the other team, right? Mm-hmm. One of them is a straight buff for you. One of them is something that buffs the other team. So usually, uh, I think it's the first two boards, maybe it's the first three boards, your opponent subtracts a pawn and then they gain like a, a rook, a, a knight, or a bishop. And the cards that you get are like, you get two more shotgun shells uh, in your your ammo slot or increased radius for your shotgun shells or for your shotgun blast. Uh, it, stuff like that. Side now, control. if I'm if I may, no, I uh, bring up uh, Frog Fractions three. This, this better have a direct relation to to this yeah. game. Yes, it does. Okay. Um, there is, I, the, chess is like such a, it's, it, it's a really, it's a great game. It's one of the best games, of course. But uh, it's hard to like, it's for me in my brain, there's nothing that can be done to chess. And then I see uh, Shotgun King, which is a very, very clever take on chess uh, because the rules technically are still in play, but now you're just blasting them. But then it just reminds me that uh that one of the mini games in Frog Frac oh, it's actually Frog Fractions 2. In Frog Fractions 2 there's a game called Battle Chess where you have all of the pieces all of the board you're playing against an opponent but instead of taking turn for turn you can move any piece you want at any time except for they all have a cooldown. <laughs> so okay. if I move I, I move my rook and then I can move my bishop and I can I can't move my rook again for like 5 seconds and the opponent is doing the exact same Okay. And and I'm just saying is that there are there are there are smarter people than me putting together variations on chess that I could not have imagined would actually work. And I feel like Shotgun King works really well in the fact that I don't I didn't even really I mean I know the very basics about chess and I still felt like I, f- I felt pretty good. Uh, and blasting them was was very comedic as the pieces went, would go flying off the board. Right. 
So it, even the, che- the chessboard had personality. And the shotgun was very effective. You know, short-range blasts are almost guaranteed to down just about any piece. If you're a few spaces away, it's sort of a more wider spread, but less damage. The, uh... Did you guys pay attention to the intro? Yes. Yes, yes. It was like a story about how the Tane had been left all alone. He had, like, one squire left, said something about, like, I could... I to we to get them back, and the team was just like, "No, I choose violence." Yeah, <laughs> precisely. <laughs> this being a a game jam build, meaning that I, I looked at the site, seventy two hours is what they put this together in. It's it's actually pretty tight. This is good, and it had a story to go with it. So, and you have a fi- you you have a finite number of shells and stuff like that per per board. And they just have the right bone structure in place. It's a smaller size board than a typical chess board, but to Alex, your point, like that, it's all the same rules in terms of how they can move, uh, how they can harm other people, and the whole idea of being checkmated, being the kind of end game of losing. How far did you guys get? I got to two. I got to two. I got to whenever it introduced the queen. And then I, I usually didn't make it any further than that. The queen's a powerful piece. Yes, it is. And one of the uh, conversations that we had off the podcast was that in this game, obviously check means that you should not or you cannot move into a, a hostile square. Mm-hmm. Checkmate is game over. So in order to make it a game where you can lose they the people who created the game have put a couple of shields that you can unknowingly use so ideally you do not want to move into check because it could potentially lead to game over so there's like a safeguard in place so that you don't try to kill yourself or if you don't know exactly the the way that the pieces move or how chess works then it prevents you from doing it a couple of times. But then, after you expend your shields, it's like, go ahead, you can kill yourself. Um, So the game tries to make sure that you're not unaware about moving into check, but say there's a pawn in front of a rook. If I blast that pawn, and then the rook becomes available to attack me, then I lose. So it's also about looking a couple of moves ahead with your king as a position on the board and making sure that you're not going to sacrifice yourself unknowingly. You, the problem I had with that strategic. is I never I never saw my shields get used. Yeah, it's easy to not pay attention to or not notice, right? Because it just sort of flashes on the screen otherwise uh, as mm-hmm. an antitator. It's very subtle. Mm, okay. Yeah, because I, well, I just I I I, w- I was kind of trying to focus on that, but I I, I didn't maybe I, like that's what I'm saying is that if it was like a flash, then maybe I missed that. Because yeah, I was always like I wonder I wonder when when those shields come into play because I'm getting uh, when I did die, uh, you know I was like do I get an extra hit or does something happen with those or are they just like oh, okay they're just they just exist. Yeah, that's kind of bullshit, right? You have to shoot the other king like two three times straight in the face, and all you can take is one hit. Yeah, but I, I mean, guess, that's kinda. that's where the difficulty lies. You know, yeah. rogue games are known for their difficulty, right? 
Yep. But this is a game, you put it on a phone, I'm just going to play it straight. I don't yeah, need any gonna... other, <laughs> I don't need anything else. I could seriously play this for hours on end and be entertained with it. It's challenging. I'm going to pay two bucks for this. <laughs> I, I'd probably pay a little bit more than two bucks. Yeah, I'd pay five. I'd pay five for this one. Yeah, this is this is good quality content here. I'm I'm telling you, put oh, it yeah. on a phone, do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, uh, what was it? I Solitarica. I told you about. Oh yeah, that's also a lot of fun. Just uh, because I, I paid like four bucks on the phone for that one, and I, again, I played that for probably twenty to thirty hours. It's. It's low, uh, I want to say it's low stress because you can finish a run. I know it, it could be a little more stressful if you're like really trying to get far into it, but if you're just looking to to blow off some steam, do a couple of runs, um, you can you could do it pretty quick. It's, it's not going to take you 45 minutes to complete. Uh, I, I mean, as far as I got, and I imagine you could actually get much further, uh, but still, if you're just trying to distract yourself and you're a fan of chess, this is probably for you. Oh, hell yeah. All right, did I sell it? Did, did I sell oh, it yeah. well enough? All right, oh, everybody's, yeah. I think everybody's going to... They'll get at least $15 out of us, right? Yeah. I, 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 I will so. say, though, this like this it. this takes a lot of strategy, Getty. It truly does. I played, yeah. it, I played the chess growing up mm-hmm. in the tournament setting. Oh, I didn't the know that. Worst part is waiting. You got to wait for your matches. You got to wait for everybody else to finish their matches, and there's like nothing really to do. And you got to take a lot of pills, like that one girl. No, what? Am I the only one that watched that chess show on Netflix? Probably. I, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, she was only good at ch- it was Anya Taylor Joy. She was only good at chess when she took a bunch of pills. Oh well, maybe that's why I was mediocre at chess growing up. It's like Joint Boy in uh, Letter Tenny with the spelling bee. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Gets real high and then he can spell. <laughs> I take the McMurray approach. Getty. If I just mumble enough, <laughs> I just fudge my way through it. This so game speaking, takes a lot of strategy. Speaking of blasting uh, oh, everything in the face, uh, we also took a, a dip into Gundam Evolution, the... I think it was a stress test. It might it was have just been an test, open yeah. play test. Uh, me being a huge fan of Gundam, this was a great experience. The The other gentlemen, I got a lot of questions from them, and uh, I I don't want to have to explain any of it, but if I have to... When a, when a mommy and a daddy robot love each other very much. I have a you question, see, Getty. You, there's a difference between giant robot anime and Gundams. You really... Them. You didn't answer my question of which Gundam is the best, though. There's a lot of schools of thought on that. Wing. And all of them are Gundam wrong. Wing. Gundam Wing. Uh, Still I, I don't. I don't know. I've never <laughs> seen any of them. Uh, Getty, where is the body, where is the human in a Gundam? Chest compartment? The kneecap? Chest compartment. Chest compartment? Okay. See, that was, that was something that was unclear to me. Really? Yes. But I, again, I've never watched Gundam. I'm trying to think back. I do not believe at any time they had people in the head unit. One of my favorite ones is G Gundam. Uh, none of the the Gundams from that made the cut in this 
but you know, it was a smaller sampling of of mechs, well, and they can yeah, always but I mean, it. like, but okay, so this is um, this is a hero. They call these hero shooters. Yeah, where um, you pick a character, and they will have specific abilities. Uh, you know, there'll be a sniper. There will be. Uh, you know, uh, a tank, more, more of a uh, melee-focused character, and in those cases, you build, uh, you build by doing attacks and your special abilities, till eventually you get an ultimate, and then you unleash your ultimate. Uh, this was a very Overwatch-style game, including having a battle pass. Uh, you know, getting, you know, going, going to the points and, and capturing the points, uh, working as a team, trying to have tank DPS and healers. And of course, uh, Gundam skins, loot boxes. Yes, loot box animation absolutely killed it. The Gundam slams down a canister and then rips it open. Stuff flies out everywhere. Yeah, that's this is what really made me feel like it was Overwatch because even the the end of the match animations that you could unlock that was something I've only ever seen in Overwatch. Oh yeah, you um you get that in uh, the Apex Legend as well. You get like a banner thing. Yeah, but you know I didn't play that after you guys bounced off of Overwatch like it was uh not fun anymore. I gave up on these games, so I think that you like we had been trying to get you to play Overwatch for 2 years. I feel like we played much longer. My my frustration for that game it must it must have been a lot longer. Well, uh, maybe it was three years, but I I started the day I got the game day one, and I tried to get Giddy to Hold play. On. It. He came in at two and a half years deep Alex when me, Joel, and Hardwick had been going hard Hold four on. days a week, three hours a session. Alex got the game on console. Yeah, <laughs> immediately realized that he made a mistake and purchased <laughs> it again on PC. I didn't make a mistake. I wanted. Uh, I, I convinced Hartwig to play it with us. That means we needed it to be on PC. Well, then that was the bigger mistake. What Hartwig played a bunch. <laughs> he was a good no, Reinhardt because Hartwig. What I, what I was getting at is that Hartwig really gets good at stuff. Oh yeah, so like does. really good, and he makes you feel bad about <laughs> yeah. how good he is at stuff. So you're like, man, I, I'm getting pretty good with Mercy here, and here's Hartwig like ranked. Uh, like platinum diamond, tier, yeah, di- diamond, diamond, platinum Some tier. Some stupid thing that I've never didn't even realize was possible. Dude, uh, you guys are working. I've been playing Overwatch for like nine hours. Yeah, yeah. And kudos, blast facts to him, but <laughs> I don't have that kind of time or the no. luxury. But Gundam, but, but Gundam. Let me tell you, yeah. uh, we played all three of us together. I had a lot of fun. Uh, it was very reminiscent again of Overwatch. But being able to jump back, try the different Gundams, it it made me feel pretty good. Controls were pretty tight. The difference being that in each of the mobile suits, you know, you have a certain amount of dash that you can use, a uh, certain amount of float or thrust to keep yourself propelled in the air for a little bit of time, and uh, the variety of weapons. Still pretty good. The one thing that I have a big gripe about the supers didn't feel ultimate like or very effective at least the gundams that i selected i don't know about you guys 
Yeah, the the one I ran with, the one with the shield, his basically just felt like plopping down some bombs and then they eventually explode there. It wasn't... Overwatch's ultimates are always very flashy and big, mm-hmm. and you can see from a mile away where they're coming from, and I, I didn't get the sense here that way. I... Th- I, I- I feel like because it's not one-to-one Overwatch, some of those abilities were lost on us. Um, I definitely threw a bomb ultimate that killed four people, and it felt cool. It wasn't flashy, but it definitely gave a satisfying impact of seeing four people dead. Um, but but that being said, you're right. It wasn't very flashy. But at least like I think that they do feel okay if you kind of like it's it's really hard to it's it's kind of it's very tricky to figure out like what exactly am i doing with these everything abilities. felt pretty fast moving too yeah you didn't really get a chance to like sit down and and like i'm gonna figure this out you know mm-hmm. they need you know what that's what that did they have a training room because that's what overwatch had they did but i didn't bother to we all jumped straight in so okay. we had pretty good success. The first match we won. The second match uh, we lost. But there's... So I would be interested to see what else they add to it. There was a roster of, what was it, like 12, maybe 14 different mobile suits? Yeah. And there's a lot of Gundam content. So they could just add them for days. Now, Getty, how much would you pay for this game? If I was going to play it, mm-hmm. do I have to purchase the battle pass separately? Yes. $30. Well, good news. From my understanding, it's free to play. And how much is the battle pass? Usually those are like 20 bucks. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Definitely uh, one of our friends at Gaming Fix definitely maxed out the battle pass in this, in this stress test. Shoot. In this stress test, because apparently uh, the end w- the end battle pass was uh, like the end reward was uh, costume uh, you know uh, skins that would that would be unlocked for the full game once it's out. Ah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, very cool. So I mean, it had all the trappings of, of all of these hero shooters while still being satisfying and pl- and playing uh, you know a different spin. Uh, I like the variation in the way some of the Gundams look, especially like there was one that was like a tank, one with a giant spear. Uh, Joel, what do you think your takeaway was it from from the Gundams? I think the actual characters, we'll call them, uh, they felt distinct enough to where, you know, it, it added some nice variety. So like in that way, it succeeded the way Overwatch has. Uh, the levels themselves all felt very claustrophobic by comparison most of the overwatch levels like they've got their choke points but a lot of it is pretty either wide corridor or open space this one you have to really walk between different platforms and and boxes and stuff that makes it really tight quarters in a lot of spots and the environments are all very industrial at least in the couple levels we saw so far so i'm curious to see how they might diversify the levels a little more in that way uh, I'd be curious to see how that goes. But I, I think you guys are right. Functionally speaking, it's very Overwatch. It has more speed to it than Overwatch does. And it, it does change the feel up enough to be distinct. If if you're like us, who are uh, people who fell off the wagon for Overwatch, 
but might be interested in trying something new. I, I think that could be up your alley. Do you that think that wonder. This, this game needs more personality? It needs to straddle a line between what it's doing right now, which it's it's early on stress test stuff, so I, we don't have the full picture of what the rest of it is. And Overwatch is sort of over-the-top cartoony style. I, I think it kind of plays similarly to the Ultimates. I, I think it's a little dry to mm. some degree, but there's definitely, if, if they did a good balance of between dry and sort of the outrageous, I, I think you would hit a nice happy ground yeah because i wonder if we can get like some operator conversation here and there so thinking about what joel said about the stages Mm -hmm. you know most of the shouldn't say most of but there's a lot of cityscapes that the battles are done in during gundam and space actual space i'd be interested to see if the future brings combat to space. I know that they've done that with, I would probably say, limited success in the past. There's been a, a couple of those, uh, uh, what it, the ones that are like Dynasty Warriors that I played, mm-hmm. but with Gundam. So, and they do that mm, with the, the locale of space. But it, it was always like, you float for a little bit, and then you land on an asteroid, and then you have to fight people in there. So it was... It was always, uh, I don't know, left me wanting. Okay. It's, uh, but yeah, I'm not too surprised by the fact that all of the areas were, you know, very residential or industrial. I guess industrial is the right way to put it. Yeah. Now, uh, Getty, does this make you want to get in, get into some gunpla? Like, like I know you're, I know you're actively into gunpla, but I meant are more you more than I get am more now? I don't, I don't understand the question. Are you going to get more into it? Like, are you going to go out and buy a new Gundam to to put together? Mm, no, I actually have, like, one or two that I'm still plucking away at. Oh, that you haven't put together? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's been busy. I'll tell I mean, you if what. If you want to be a Gunpla champion, I just found out that the, that exists. Gunpla, yeah. or Gundam models, are model kits depicting the vehicles and characters of the fictional Gundam multiverse by Bandai. Would you like me to go physically remove myself from the room and grab one? No, but also uh, you didn't. You didn't know what gunpla was, Joel. No, I did not. We played a mobile game on this very show called Gundam Gunpla, where it was a virtual. You buy the kits in the phone and you build it in the, in yep. your phone. So, so you had to get cool. the pieces. You had to get the pieces, you had to paint them, and you could mix and match your gun your gun plus. Yep. Build it how you want. It was a it was a cool phone it was a cool mobile game. Hmm. I will tell you that I'll probably get some whenever the new show drops. But I think that's later this year. Oh god, there's more? Yeah, first one in like five years. I believe it's the Witch of Jupiter. Hmm. Something like that. Oh, yeah, here we go. Gundam Breaker Mobile, I think, is what it was. Yeah, yeah. And then you could battle them. Gundam content for days. Now, you see, Alex, the difference between a mobile suit and a new type. You know what? Let's take a break, and I'll explain this a little bit better. I do have more questions, so. Yeah. (laughs) 
Hey news, when you walk away, you won't hear me say, Kingdom Hearts 4 is coming our way. Woo, Joel, are you excited to get back into Kingdom Hearts? I Woo! I did not realize those were the lyrics to the song until you hit Kingdom Hearts 4. I, oh, <laughs> I already failed. I failed. I failed the first test. Um, yeah, man, come on. That's 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 Kingdom Hearts one. Yeah, that's, I yeah. am. I am currently on Kingdom Hearts two. Currently is being generous because it's been a multi month hiatus. Though Which for- theme song did you like better? Mm. I mean, one and two are both really good. Three and is, you haven't even I, gotten to the dubstep. The two, dubstep three oh, star. Two really left a strong first impression with me by comparison. I, I think I have to go with two for now. One is such a classic, though. One is like you I, hear that song. I have no qualms with one. One is a, a great piece of music. The game, on the other hand, is okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think but there's Jane, so many. Like there are th- dozens, possibly hundreds to thousands of techno remixes. Too simple and clean. I'm not going down the rabbit hole. I appreciate that he I went have. from dozens to hundreds to thousands. Is yeah, I kept clear, it going, man. Clear escalation. Uh, now, yeah. now, now, how do you guys feel about that this also comes with a mobile game that will need, be necessary to the plot? So, one of them, I believe, is a game that's been around for a little while. Uh, it Truly necessary? That that's what they're saying. I don't All know of those games that. are necessary. Getty, where you at at their other f- Japanese only phone game? What are we doing? I, I mean, I played the one phone game that they had for a while. It was. I don't really understand what was going on with it, and it didn't have any story really to it. It was just replaying through some of the, the older stuff. So. Hmm. I don't know, man. Uh, I was a little confused uh, during this trailer. They did two uh, phone games, and the second one I was like, well, that that actually looks like it's more relevant to the plot, and it had characters which are familiar to me because I have played all of the games. But I can we just focus on Kingdom Hearts 4 and not <laughs> in mo- on mobile games? <laughs> well, no, I'm going off of the fact that th- it was also included in the announcement here. Yeah, but I announce mobile games every day. I always pay attention to you, Getty. I hear you. I hear you. My heart hears you. <laughs> Between numbered Kingdom Hearts games? Yep. No, longer than that, right? So R- between roughly. two and three. Right, because it, it was a huge... Criminally long. It was a huge announcement when it came out, and I remember there was cheering across the internet. It, and the world. You could hear it if you went outside. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. there's going to be any square IP <laughs> besides the characters that have been created for Kingdom Hearts 4. Still don't know how I feel about that. I just I just want to know what Cloud is doing at any given time. Okay. Nope. <laughs> if Cloud, How do you feel about Cloud... Sora's feet? How do I feel about what? Sora's feet. 
another point of contention. To be looking at his feet, is this a foot fetish yeah. thing? No, this is a, <laughs> this is a, uh, no, 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 hold on. This is a thing. Um, the reason why it was a thing is because his feet are no longer huge and he's wearing like, like Chuck Taylors. Okay. So my, my thoughts on that. Yes. Clearly the world that he is in during this yep. trailer. Okay is the most normal world okay and i would argue that as his body changes shape and form as he goes to different worlds it might be that he's a normal looking person in this world okay and not overly cartoony or what they call what a goofy animal a funny animal you know what would be really funny because there's it's implied that Donald and Goofy are not with him during this trailer. Mm-hmm. They're looking for him or maybe they're looking for somebody else. But if they went to this world and then it was a uh, hyper realistic. Oh uh, man, Goofy he becomes a duck. duck. How freaky would that be? <laughs> um, Nightmares. Okay. Yeah. Nightmare fuel <laughs> for sure. Now has Nikki, Mickey just still MIA. Is he still useless? No, he was a huge part of the third one. Oh, okay. Whatever, I can't, whatever you could figure out about the third one, I'm still. I can't. I can't go down this path, Kitty. Still trying to figure that one out, but I, I can't. I can't follow you here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's kind of confusing, uh, but yeah, very excited about it. I hope uh, Joel makes it around to Kingdom Hearts two and three. End of Kingdom Hearts 2 and 3. You beat Birth by Sleep, right? Birth by Sleep? No, what uh, did you win? What Chain of Memories. The, Chain of Memories. Chain oh, of Memories. And, you still got Birth by Sleep. And Only arguably, that one, one plays way. better than 1 and 2. So, Okay, and you still got Birth by Sleep. Well, the version that you're playing was released after both of those games because it's a remake of the original Game Boy Advance game. So, Yep. Even the ports are so convoluted at this point. Jeez. Get us yeah. out of here, Getty. Yeah, yeah. It, it, speaking of sequels, yeah. Hyperlight Drifter sequel called Hyperlight Breaker has been announced. This I mean, there's only there's only like a, you know, a cartoon trailer, but I really really liked Hyperlight Drifter. They made an unofficial sequel called Solar Ash that came out uh, last year, and that game was not well received. It was it was supposedly in the same world as the as Hyperlight Drifter, but not not directly co- connected. This seems to be almost like a direct sequel. Okay, I I like the 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 minimal music and style of this game storytelling that is uh you know visual only with no uh basically it's a it's a mystery with no uh, voice acting or text it's just uh just visual storytelling in a very minimal way and i and again just a fun game to play so excited did you just throw a take us out of here at the end of that (laughs) Uh, what at the, at the end of the Kingdom Hearts thing? No, no. I heard it that time. I wasn't sure right. if you just did it again for Hyperlight. 
Okay. Oh, I didn't do that. I definitely didn't do that. <laughs> uh, you said something under your breath. I, I didn't quite catch. Oh it. no, I said. Oh, I said I'm very excited. Oh, but you know what I'm very excited about? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bug snacks available on April 28th for Xbox Game Pass and PC Pass. So, Think bug snacks is coming to your Xbox. Uh, I'm excited because it should also include the uh, bonus content now. Yep. The, the little little snacks, or is it giant snacks island? It's the Gigamax snack. The Giga snacks. Giga snacks. <laughs> that sounds like a made-up Pokemon word. It, it, well, I mean, I was that's I was making a joke that about the Gigantamax Pokemon that, but snacks. Giganta snacks. Giganta but, snacks. Yep. Free DLC, Isle Isle of Bug Snacks, and um, the PC comment is because uh, of Alec, who hates Epic Game Store, so refused to play this game. Mm. Well, and he has already dedicated himself to playing it once it comes to Steam. Yeah, he better. I am a huge supporter of Bug Snacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody needs Bug Snacks in their life. Was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it uh, Young Horses? young horses uh that that sounds correct to me but please yeah, yeah, definitely use horses. google to verify that information <laughs> if we learned yep, anything from last week it's <laughs> Oct- uh what was it uh octodad deadliest catch that was i think their first game that they made yep. i remember that being like uh I remember hearing that like they collaborated with sony on that as something that started as a student project and built it up from that yeah. There's a cool history for that, Dev. And hometown, Chicago people. Nice. That's where we're from. Hell yeah. More or less. My but, address is Chicago. Uh, it's, it's, uh, still, there's a big asterisk next to it. <laughs> there definitely is. Yeah. Uh, I live at the airport. Yeah. But you know where none of us live. Where's that? Uh, out in Hollywood, where good old <laughs> Randy Pitchford, we haven't had He's any back. Randy news, <laughs> <He's> <laughs> <back>. <laughs> has bought Hollywood's Magic Mansion. Um, I don't know the significance of this. Okay, um, do you want me to explain? I got sure. I want you to explain, but I also want to say that I saw this news headline and I was like, there's probably something stupid going on here. So I automatically sent it to, to the chat, uh, our group chat. And Alex is like, oh, yeah, you got to add that oh. to the news this week. And I was like, mm, okay, so lay it on me. Why? What's the significance of this okay. Magic Mansion? So the Magic Mansion apparently is a, it is a, it's it's where uh, you can go watch magicians. It is a show house, but also it's an academy that trains other musicians. On top of that, to even get in, not uh, go to a show, not to go to the academy, to be allowed to enter the building, you need to know somebody. It has been in the family hands for 60 years. Randy Pitchard will be the first person to not be in the family that owns the Magic Castle. It is uh, it is in L.A. It is or it's some around L.A. And it is like a it's a landmark, but also mysterious because, again, you need to know somebody who could get in and then they have to bring you. Um, on, on top of that, also, uh, what came out was that, uh, 
it was like Randy's grandfather was also a magician. So it's, he's, he's like, it's also a part of his family business. This guy loves is, magic though. It's, he doesn't, you know, like one of the jokes I heard was that video games are his nine to five. Magic is his passion is the assumption. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, um, so what do you think they do also is in that, the magic mansion? Uh, you go there. You can have drinks. You 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 see a magi- a magic show. You have to like there is a dress code. You can actually go to an academy where they teach you to be a magician. Um, the other reason why this is it's not just Randy Pitchford that makes this uh, related to video games. It's that um, the reason he has the amount of money is because uh, he was part of the what two K two K getting bought deal, and uh, him being one of the uh, higher ups in that company I th- or Gearbox getting bought up. Uh, it the money from that uh, I believe it might have been epic. It was something like that where they got bought, and he received a large chunk of a bonus for that, and that was the the magic castle. Magic castle. Apparently, it was on the verge though of getting turned into a hotel, but it, it's huh. still like a, a staple of. Uh, Hollywood and uh, again it is like it, people who want to go need to find somebody to take them you can't just okay. walk in they, uh, so you it's can't phila- just walk into it it's philanthropy then got it rich get rich well, well, I mean, again it, that's his passion so yes yes it is oh my gosh I'm getting attacked here uh last piece of news more sequel news yeah more sequel news uh cook serve forever a new entry in the cook serve delicious franchise coming out early 2023 we're already talking about 2023 games yeah i mean yeah of course now um this came as a surprise because they had this team had they they kind of churn out games rather quick cook serve delicious isn't a it isn't a high graphic, high fidelity, this needs like seven years to develop type of style of game. It is a work like where you are cooking and you do so by uh, very intricate button combination presses. So it can get very intense and you have to essentially memorize your controller to be able to do everything efficiently with the speed that the game requires. And then, of course, they have... The funnier part is that throughout this cooking game, they have in the background made it a post-apocalyptic world where everything, the world is ending throughout all three games. With the third game, you are in a food truck and you are driving across a destroyed country uh, cooking for people with two robot buddies. So now uh, the way the new story is that you're it's a cooking show and you're a contestant in the cooking show. And uh, that's Cook, Serve, Forever part four of their ongoing series that is a very fun but very stressful series i used to like to play it before bed but i couldn't sleep afterwards because i was too tense <laughs> it's too stressful all right well something to look forward to even though it's a little bit further away but you know what you can play right now What's freebies that? freebies freebies free nine to not we need to like a we need to get like some voice samples like an air horn yeah yeah, yeah. We'll, or we'll, we'll sample some voices you gotta personalize a little more than that we're getting kind of tired with the canned noises <laughs> what canned noises i can get you a voice clip of a girl saying free nine to nine 
Or we could just say it, and then Joel I, can splice it in. I'm sure. I definitely just like said it a bunch of times, so you could just kind of. All right, all right. Each of you say it three different times. Nope, not doing that right now because I'm free about to say. Free 99. Free 99. Free 99. There we go. XCOM 2 over on the Epic Game Store. <laughs> Getty, have you played the XCOM 2s? Yes, I have played the XCOM 2s. Cool. Have Good. you? No. I don't want to. Those games intimidate me. <laughs> yeah. And they make me feel awful. You should. If you want to hate yourself, XCOM 2 is free over on the Epic Game Store. Along Already with purchased. Insurmountable. Mountain climbing. Mountain climbing. It's a clever Hello. name. Now, uh, keep scrolling, Getty. There's one more. Over, See if you can guess what kind of game this is. Over on Steam, we have Stumble Guys. I'm sure that this is not a fall guys clone it definitely is <laughs> oh i saw this and i was like this doesn't this seems copyright infringing but i guess you can't really copyright that kind of game because it is kind of a generic idea don't slap me oh wow Your this so this weird. really just is the same game. <laughs> yeah i told you like, really? the, the levels are actually lifted yeah no joke yeah that's that's problematic. <laughs> yeah. It looks it, it looks almost exactly like, yeah. Well, news, that's how we do it here at Super GG Radio. Simple and clean. Taking a break. If you walk away... You can't, can't sing it. <laughs> We are back, back with the Backlog Blog, where we play games, or somebody subbed out a game at the last minute, and I thought that we were going to have Alex watch a movie, so guess not. Uh, This week, (laughs) yeah, what was it? Who pressed mute on Uncle Felix? (laughs) Yep, Uh, this uh, this other game just is is a little bit more relevant, a little bit more in the front of my mind. More relevant. So yeah, let's let's talk about more relevant. Two fairly recent releases. Uh, Let's hear about Nobody Saves the World. I know both of you gentlemen have played a little bit of it. Yes, sir. Um, I... I, right. I reviewed it. Joel actually helped me in my review process. Uh, we played some co-op. And uh, it's Nobody Saves the World is a dungeon crawler, a uh, little bit of a Metroidvania. You are a nobody, which is a very creepy, white, formless... You're a, you're a humanoid with just, like, black holes in the eyes. Uh, and you get a magic wand from a magician who disappeared. And the magic wand lets you change into forms, which are cl- essentially classes with uh, three abilities and a passive ability. Uh, okay. And then you you Diablo it up. And uh, it's very fun. All right. Favorite class and ability, go. Ooh, okay. Um, slug is real good. 
yeah. bodybuilder is real solid because he's just got an ability that's just him flexing and uh that knocks away enemies oh uh, the ghost is pretty cool because all he does is just have a spooky aura and everything runs away and that's you don't really press any buttons um ooh, joel what would you say there's a horse which like it's horse. its main attack is kind of lame because it's just a back kick and you have to sort of directionally place yourself right but it's got a gallop that is really cool because you just plow through the piles of enemies like the the enemies in the different parts of the dungeons they're hordes of enemies so when you've got a move like that where you can just push them all back it feels really good um egg there's an egg class do you hatch uh that's what it's used for yes there's points around the world that you will sit in a nest and a bird will come and sit on you weird but acceptable uh zombies cool you can infect other enemies and then they become zombies um and the best part is that you can switch the classes on the fly but then on top of that you can then uh after a couple hours they give the ability to mix and match so you can take pieces from other uh, other classes and abilities from other classes, put them into a, a one other class. So there's a magician class that he can pull out uh, rabbits out of hats and then the rabbits attack. But uh, his passive is that his rabbits will explode. I turn into a I turn into a zombie, and then I would infect all the enemies with zombie itis, and there my zombies infect other enemies, mm-hmm. and then I equip that they would explode. Oh. And then I also added, a, and then I added another passive that made all attacks stun. So those zombies were just stunning the crap out of everybody. And then exploding. Yep. Okay. All right. And then um, the other part is that I archer. I added an archer dash, so my zombie would dash in, bite somebody, dash out, just stuff like that. You can really build your classes out to whatever mix you and want match them to, be. to your liking. Yes. And uh, dungeons are r- relatively like ten to fifteen minutes and it's it's very samey there's not a lot there's not a lot of difference the same enemies the bosses are just more hordes of the same enemies they they switch it out because uh with that enemies will have um they'll have a shield and the only thing that can break that shield is like the type of damage so like a magician does light damage a rat does poison damage uh, you know, uh, uh, an archer does piercing damage, and so enemies will have a shield that you need to use that type of damage to break it. But it's easy enough to equip a. If you go into a dungeon and you see everybody needs a light, uh, a light attack to break their shields, you can just take whatever class you want and then just equip one, like one one-off light damage uh, attack. Use okay. that to break the shield, and then do whatever you want. So, still allowing you to play how you want to play. Yes, the 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 my main gripe is that um you kind of you can kind of max out all of the classes and there's still like another like 8 hours of the game. It seems it seems kind of I'm mad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's like, like, so so the, the so way you, it's uh, not like staggered or anything. It's like you can just max it out, and then what do you do for those? You just other... keep you keep exploring dungeons, you keep completing quests, and no you keep way moving to the story forward. get bonuses or equipables. Nothing else drops that nope. makes you 
What? Why? Um, yeah. And, Why? Uh, and, no, but but that's the thing is that it like it's never not fun. Diablo is never not fun. You just hang out with your bros. Why? You put the game on mute. Why and would you, you just put on like headphones that? and talk to your bros? Why would you say it's it's always fun? Never not fun. It's, yeah, it's always fun. Yeah, and that's <laughs> what I mean. Though is that like excuse me? We love our watched, <laughs> we love our double natives here. Yeah, yeah. we we actually do. Uh, I, I watched I watched a full season of Supernatural this week while playing this game. All right, well that makes that's more sense because I mean. the characters talk like that too. It's definitely so, a Dean thing to say. Oh yeah, but that's what so. I mean though is that like I put on a TV show and I'm just sitting there going through a dungeon, watching things die as like I have passive abilities that are just murdering everybody. And um, what's also cool is that once you unlock a class, you get quests. And then there's also like just general quests, and you get you have a uh, your character level, but then class levels as well. So it feels good because it's constantly giving you new quests and new or not, uh, not new quests, but new levels. Like you got oh here's a quest to use your archer ability, you know, t- against twenty enemies, and then you do that, and then like another quest pops up and goes now you use it on forty enemies, and that's how you level up your class. But it's what's fun is you go into a dungeon, you come out, and you've completed like seven to eight quests. And you're like, that was fun and, and easy. And I leveled up like six times and that's awesome. But uh, at a certain point it is at the, it's at the behest of not like it just kind of, and then the level that, you know, the dungeons do have higher levels. They start adding um, multipliers like, oh, oh, enemies now, any, anytime you heal yourself, the enemies heal themselves or um, now everyone, there's one that is everybody does nine, nine, nine damage, you and them. <laughs> can you instantly die from that yes you always instantly die but they also instantly die so it's they they do vary up the way you have to play certain dungeons but for the most part again i find myself just passively uh playing and i kind of like since i've pretty i've I'm pretty much maxed out almost every class it becomes a, a thing now that i just i picked one class and i i will change it up sometimes but for the most part i just kind of pick one class with like five different types of attacks and then i just kind of walk like i just put on a show all right it's good Joel, you have any it, feedback for this game? You you liken it and you don't like it? You leveled up everything in 10 minutes and now there's nothing to do? It, it's very much a pit away game. I would I can't fathom playing this thing on Marathon because that's where it did. It's extremely tired and boring. It, it is really best used as a, like, I'm sitting on the couch, there's something on the television, I'll have focus on this kind of thing. It... it that is where it makes the most sense. And I, I think it does a very good job at that. And now I've okay. got a dog attacking my door. Huh. That's good. My dog has been attacking me for this entire segment. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a very doggy night. Okay, well, nobody saves the world. If you like to change shape into a lot of weird stuff uh, and enjoy mindless action... This could be for you. But Sweet. what might not be for everybody is Fallow. Yeah. This Now, we played this as a beta on the podcast. Early adopter, yep. Early adopter. This game, if I remember correctly, uh, had kind of a heavy setting to it. 
And the color palette was also muted. It reminds me of a GBA game. Okay. Very monochromatic, like a lot of dark blacks and grays, a tiny bit of swatches of sort of like uh, light brownish colors to add a little bit of texture to things. It is it is very pixelated looking, like uh, almost Your character's a sprite. digitized. Yeah, it's, it's a sprite character that looks like a Game Boy character uh, walking around this world. Uh, it is an adventure game. You play as a girl or a young woman who every day wakes up away from their home because she sleepwalks. And so every level is functionally about you trying to find the right clues to get through areas and bring you back home for the next day. Hmm. It's in this world where there's a sickness sort of crossing the world and these giant creatures that look like almost giant worms or something are hanging in the air at spaces and there's this sort of play going on and you and your sisters are ones who have been marked with it so you've been sort of ostracized from whatever community was left and it's this whole world that is kind of dying and decaying because a lot of the conversations that are happening within the game, or I should say dialogue, because since you are a character by yourself, for the most part, it is either her talking to herself as the narrator or recalling a prior conversation with one of her sisters, maybe her mother, when you hit these sort of mementos that sort of evoke a memory in it. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it is very compelling. And it is the sort of slow bleed where when you're first going through the level, it's you're just sort of taking in the conversation. It's like, okay, yeah, we're, we're doing table stakes about what this world is. But then they use that world as a character itself to sort of drive the story forward because there's two different things happening. It's the personal story of this girl trying to piece together what happened to her sisters and how to find them if she can. And then it's also the thought of this world where everything is falling to pieces, memories of things are fading, understanding how to work things are fading, because there's even talked about when you're walking through a, a field and there are cars floating around on the ground, and you'll go to look up at it and it'll say something like, this has been uh, scrapped for parts years ago. You know, so, so it's it is very evocative in that way. It's very stark. It's bleak, <laughs> and and for me, if it does that thing really well, then it's worth sort of sitting in that struggle of a world. Uh, and I, I think from what I've seen so far, and reflecting on it, it it delivers on that really well. This this seems like there's this and there's also Norco, which I was like, oh man, this is this is this does this, the way that it's like such a dreary like state of affairs in a, in this mystery, in a world that feels so different than ours, and it's like this the char- the world ends up being a character in it of itself is like they have these these two games have a lot in common despite looking very different. Right, right. Norco is another one on my list of wants <laughs> but, but they're, they're very same in that way but then also just it's funny how that can apply to such different backdrops you know because norco is this sort of like 
uh, near future dystopia where this is just like a civilizational crumbling <laughs> kind of thing. But it, it's it's that theme. When a theme's executed really well, you can really paper over some of the complaints you have. Uh, when it comes to that, I don't have too much to really gripe about. I, I think there were some points late game that kind of felt like the puzzles would drag a little bit. And I think that might have been more a measure of me being ready to get to the next bit of story or see a conclusion to it. But each of the puzzle segments aren't difficult enough to where you beat your head against the wall. You just have to sort of pay attention to your surroundings. Mm-hmm. When you see interactables, try to figure out the the pattern or logic behind it and then apply it to the rest of the area. And always look out for shiny bits on the ground. <laughs> Oh yeah, in real life not too. So, some not so shiny bits. Yeah. <laughs> those those are important. Oh, and another funny thing is there there are areas where. So when you're walking around, it's kind of like the whole uh, top down Zelda thing, right? Where you go left far enough, it'll go to an entire new screen, right? Uh, yeah. And there are some parts in the woods where if you'd walk along the way they didn't want you to, it would go to black they would give some text about like, oh, well, you did this, and then you were never seen again. <laughs> and then it would stop and be like, you know, but that's not what happened or something like that. Wow. Uh, so I had a few instances of those that were kind of sort of funny breaking the moment things, even though the way they described your end there was equally terrible. <laughs> but Yeah. It, it's a, overall, it's a good experience. It's brisk. It's only about three hours if you're at Joel speed. And <laughs> I, I think that if you're willing to dip a little bit of time just to sort of stew in a world and experience what this character is experiencing, there's a lot to get out of this. I mean, uh, I saw you put this on there and I, I put it in about an hour and I had a, I had a really like it's hard to say like this is super fun it's more about like this is like very thought provoking mm-hmm. and i i'm definitely gonna finish it but it, it's just yeah that's what i thought coming away from it was that like oh this is you know i don't i don't want to compare everything to everything because you know but it, it, it's like there are there are certain games that are to me like reading a book and and i mean that in a good way that like you're just really uh sitting in the moment thinking like like reading what's in front of you and then just having a second to like reflect on it and what it means in the the grand scheme of like like how do i feel now having experienced something like that you know right and that's a good example because this game the actual gamey parts are pretty threadbare truthfully and it's it is a storytelling vehicle it's it's interacting interactive storytelling that it's really trying to do and I think the fact that it knows that and it focuses on it, what it does best, which is the writing and storytelling, and then the music is very, very good. Nothing overly elaborate, but a lot of just simple guitar twangs, uh, sort of environmental sounds to accent things. Uh, the tonally, it hits all the spots right. So if you're in like a wooded area, it'll have sort of a, a deeper sound. If you're on the highway, it'll be sort of lighter twanged, and it just it it all works. <laughs> that's that's all I can really say about it. Okay, thought provoking. 
Yes. Good. I have some thoughts. But I'll save them. We've always got more time next week. All right. But we do have time for the next segment, One Last Thing. And this week, One Last Thing is brought to you by Tutorials. Why bother? I don't know what that's a reference to. <laughs> you. I assume it's a dig at me. I assume it's a dig at me. I assume it's a dig at me. Every time you're like, <laughs> oh, come on, Tunic. Why would you... D- I'm not going to... This is stupid. Oh, no. I think... No, you need to play Tunic to understand that complaint. That wasn't a tutorial thing. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. You can't do that. No, that's, no, 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 that's no, no, absolutely no. not a tutorial thing. You a, play the game, and tutorials. then you come talk to me about Tunic. Why you bother? play that fucking game, and you tell... I'm dropping F-bombs now. You play that game, and you come <laughs> talk to me. Then you could talk about me not following a tutorial, because I'm going to say, Hey, Getty, why didn't you know that? You should have known that. It was in the tutorial. It wasn't. But for real, Alex hates tutorials. <laughs> Slow ones, yes. <laughs> oh, I feel you like you're triggered. I apologize for that, but I, it was still worth it. <laughs> yeah, Would nice. it be better if they just had like an instruction manual that you should read separately before oh, you start? Oh, I hate you guys both <laughs> so bad. Uh, and this is real maybe solid. that's why. I'm, can I usurp my one, uh, the, my one last thing first? You know what? I'm in a giving mood because I just got some <laughs> gift sent to yep. me and i don't know how i feel about it so go ahead it is time for the yearly alex's game of shame the game of shame is a game that alex finds that is uh it's just a it's a it's a short time fun game that is relatively cheap but the idea is that we play a game <laughs> all of us at the uh, you know not the same time but for the the for that week and you know we just come back with what was your score uh, what did you think of this game? Because you'd never heard of it before. I like to find the weird ones. And uh, this is actually not a weird one. This is actually very much in the zeitgeist, but you guys aren't in the zeitgeist, so it's weird to you. We are going to be playing... Uh, and and this is going to be a double up. Next week, we will have three early adopters because we are playing Vampire Survivor. Vampire Survivor is a bullet hell. The trick is... You are the one shooting the bullets. Uh, and uh, so that is going to be one of our early adopters next week. We're going to do a triple threat early adopters. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I, th- I think that we should all play it. And then we should all try to uh, come back with our high scores. Or, uh, you know, there is a way to beat this game. Okay. And I think mm. yeah, I think it's you have to survive for like 15 minutes. I, I'm looking at it now. I'm, I'm liking the way this looks. You looked at uh, it. Yes, I just this is very much it. in the zeitgeist I as like the low key. Uh, everyone is super hyped on this game. Really? Okay. <clears throat> Cost two fifty. Two sixty nine. Nice. Yep, two sixty nine. There. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So that was Alex's one last thing. Uh, then, yep. And that's going to be the the game of shame for the year. The previous ones were Devil Daggers, and what was it the, the something bus? Startle bus. Snaky bus. Snakey bus, yeah. And now vampire survivors. Three years, three years running. Alex's game machine. And Alex forgot to remind everybody that we only have three weeks left until video game homework is due. So, oh shit! <laughs> I didn't remind everybody because I wasn't. I'm not trying to put pressure on it, but I definitely want people to play that game and beat it. Yeah, that'll. It's already been two weeks, Joel. How much progress have you made? Well, the, my bathroom's done, so now I've got a lot more free time. <laughs> All right. 
All right, if you're looking to play video game homework with us, you can check out the outer... Wild. Wild. Not to be confused with that other game, which came out at the same time with a similar name. Okay, my one last thing is that I hope to finish up Tiny Tina this weekend so I can start doing Chaos Chambers with my buddy Steevers. That should also make no sense to you, so please don't ask. Steve was our producer for a while. I the chaos chambers. Oh yeah, that those words made no sense. Yeah, your your banana pants. Yup. All right, Joel. What do you got? One last thing. I uh, saw Sonic Two movie this past weekend, and wait wait on wait on it for real thoughts because we're me and getty will probably see it and then we'll talk oh that that's fine all i was gonna say is that it drove me to playing sonic 2 again and it's still very good <laughs> that, i think that's my favorite one i i have a fondness for one that kind of peats for that i like three a lot because that was the only one i could ever get supersonic on that mm-hmm. that bonus game and two is a nightmare i i don't understand how anybody can get that it's craziness i thought yes yes okay yeah i think i think the trick is to have somebody play as tails mm-hmm. or be the guy with a game genie i mean mm. yeah you got one of those no no nobody does as somebody probably does but none of us okay all right And that'll be it for this week's Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio, where streams. Alex is streaming on Mondays. Uh, I was playing Tunic. Tunic is now completed. So there will be a new game uh, to play. I'm still debating on what my next game might be. Hmm. You finished that on stream, right? Uh, no, I did not finish it on stream. Oh, I d- I really like Tunic. How I really like. How it. will the fans know? Yeah, there's no evidence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, people. It's fine. You should play Tunic. People should play Tunic. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I, I'm streaming Monday. Joel is streaming. He's back to streaming Tuesdays and Saturdays. I was thinking about grabbing another day of the week, possibly doing a like a Skater XL Wednesdays, where I literally just like put on put on copyrighted music, and it'll be fine. And just play Skater XL. Um, and then I have an Elgato for Getty. So Getty might take a day himself. That's what he says, but I don't know what a cat has to do with this. So, All right. If you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is mail at superggradio.com. And provide a review on iTunes or the what's the deal with your feet of your choice. Thanks for listening. Good game, Joel. Good game. GG Alex. GG Getty. And finger guns. Pew, 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 pew.